This week on the Bush Wallows podcast, we talk about obesity. To one, how to solve a problem like obesity, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, Bob? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm just sipping on a drink. You know the um, San Pellegrino cans that you used to have, you know, like the lemon ones, you used to have the foil top on. They've, yeah. um, they've reduced the sugar in them now, so per can, there's only like 70 calories in now, so like, I thought, hmm, give them a go again. That's, That's pretty good, yeah. They're okay. I find them a little bit like a little bit too bitter. Yeah, they're not too sweet. That's why I quite like them because they're quite yeah. They're, yeah, they're quite nice like that. So I've got the uh, orange and pomegranate, which is very very nice, and then the lemon and mint. I wouldn't get that one again. I just go lemon. I just go straight lemon. Lemon and mint. Yeah, I just went for a wow. gamble, didn't I? It's just gambled, I've you I've got a, a a glass of just a lemon cordial. Mm. Not mm. a fan of not a fan of lemon cordial. Fizzy no, lemon, no, I? yes, no. but. Because uh, she was interested to see what it tasted like, and it currently is the only one that's in the house. So yeah, it's not great. It's like that double strength stuff, and it's like, and I I overkilled it, like not thinking it. I can't. You kind of think it's strong, but not that strong. But it's not actually double strength. More like one point five times the strength. But yeah, it's, it, I poured it way too strong. Mm. So I've got to get to about halfway and then I'll, I'll probably just keep sipping it throughout the show and being like, my face is going to be more bitter as we go through. Um, but yeah, what's 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 going on in the world? Busy man, Daniel Meek. Moved house. Moved house, didn't I, over the weekend? Yeah, busy. That's right. Baller, um, Baller moved to mansion. He's, he's now on the Crescent. Everybody, he's on the Crescent. I if you don't want to know where Dan lives. Wish. On the Crescent in Bath. He owns oh, mate, one mate. of those five-story looking over the. <laughs> God, can you imagine? You wish that would be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? But uh, but uh, all settled in now. Feels um, yeah, feels quite good to be fair. Um, which is nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's um, it was, it was nice to move out of the little flat we were in, in a bigger house and stuff. Um, so yeah, no, it's been good. It's been good. It's just um, settled in nicely, and um, yeah, got. Loads of work to crack on with now, you know. That's it, standard. But um, no, all uh, all is well. I think we, because we threw away a lot of stuff, we actually moved in quite. Um, it kind of feels like we settled in quite quickly because we haven't got loads of stuff here, and we moved into like a part furnished uh, sort of house. So it's um it's quite nice. But yeah, we're only here for a little short while, and then hopefully we're going to buy somewhere soon. Yeah. So yeah, before the old stamp duty holiday thing finishes. Mm. But um. Yeah, because obviously yeah, no, you were good. you were victim of the probably the COVID um house moving things. Yeah, not not like not so much. <clears throat> it was actually, it, it kind of it yeah, kind of like it kind of prompted us to think more about it. Um, but a few things were going on that we were thinking about or, or came up, and then where we were, where we were going to buy and move to, we actually didn't. We weren't 100 percent sure on the area and we thought actually let's just hang fire a little bit and wait so um we did but um but yeah no we'll see what happens like say come new year we'll probably be looking at somewhere hopefully but for now it is good we're in just a new build um so it's it's quite nice and warm and like it feels quite cozy and mm. they're always the thing about new builds is they're actually like i hate, I hate using this word functional but they're kind of like designed <laughs> like obviously for like living and whereas oh i know that sounds daft but older houses obviously were designed to look good maybe or whatever but inside new houses they always have like purpose built you can see how they're built and they're made for ease of use and all that sort of stuff um which is quite good so like moving all the furniture in was a piece of piss because all the staircases are wide enough big enough they're like built for that sort yeah. of thing um ah. so yeah. all, did you hear that all the staircases he has more than one no i only have one Oh right, all the staircases. <laughs> I, I mean, like, is it new in in, general? It's in my my house. It's like I walk through the door and I've got my. It goes off to the wing to the left. That's what that's what you meant. Yeah, mate. I've lived with that penthouse joke for about three years. So yeah, nothing. <laughs> now I'm on the eighth floor. Wow, eighth, mate. Check you out. Moved. Um, I've gone from the fifth to the eighth. 
Only three more floors. Oh, yeah, in this building anyway. You are close <laughs> to the penthouse, though, mate. That's you all over, isn't it? Close to the penthouse. You love a penthouse. You do. <laughs> See, the eight floors is actually quite cool because I don't know. Some people find it a little bit off to like look down. Don't really like being this high. Um, I quite like it. It's good. You can lean over the balcony and see most of London, so just good. Cool. But I, I can't see much of Bath. I could just see Lansdowne. Basically, like where we've moved to is like basically in Bath's like at the bottom of like it's in a valley, and we basically moved to the top of the hill. Basically, we just moved up out of Bath to the top of the hill, and like straight over the road from the estate is like a really nice hill, so you can walk Frankie in. Like he loves it over there, so it's like doggy walk heaven over there so it's quite nice from that point of view and you got new puppy inbound right two weeks yeah two weeks and a, two and a bit weeks yeah yeah so it's kind of like we were looking at going away on holiday we were like oh it'd be nice to get away even just somewhere in the uk or whatever and then we're like oh no we can't got dogs oh, so obviously puppy. like yeah. puppy has to stay in because we're getting her at eight weeks as well so we're gonna have to yeah. stay in for six weeks it'll be because it's weeks, tw- yeah. 14 weeks once they've had their jabs that they can jab go out and about yeah so yeah we're gonna have a fun fun few weeks <sighs> trainer of course we've got cream carpets in the house of course we have why wouldn't we have cream carpets? <laughs> why wouldn't we so like we downstairs yeah, we've got like the we've got like the the um like the wooden floor bit so we're gonna have to just like keep her in that bit <laughs> all the time. we we because yeah we got little jasper uh little cockapoo my my uh flatmate and he got him during covid so in this flat brand brand new uh kind of nice uh whitish gray carpets in our flat and where did he take his first ship? My bedroom on the carpet. What's he did? Of course he did. Have a little wonder. Wanted to have a look, didn't he? Yeah. Love it. I was like, I take my first ship. Clearing. I was like, <laughs> I've cleaned up two of his poos, I think. But yeah, lovely little dog. Oh, we're thinking about getting a dog now. Have to. Need one. You just yeah. kind of like clutch onto one once it's around. But yeah, slippery slope, mate. Um, so we've got stuff to talk about, I guess. There's three things on my list. Um, Down, Down only of one, two. Yeah, be fine. Well, I feel um, like I contributed to the to the podcast today because I texted you today. I was like, we're going to talk about this tonight. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even happen, does it? It's like, well, I guess I guess the first thing we can say is uh, I PT'd in a gym today. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Um, note that. Obviously, we're almost in August, which is prime time for going away. Normally, I would book a holiday around about now because August is the most, along with December, August and December, the deadest month for personal training Um, and equally the deadest month for gyms. So apparently it was quite busy on the Saturday, which obviously was the first day. But today uh, I PT'd at two o'clock and three o'clock in the afternoon. So nice, easy times. And yeah, I was the only one training anybody <laughs> in the gym. And there was one other person training at the, I think, one time, and they were a trainer in the whole gym. So yeah, it was interesting. Um, I'm assuming that's not the same for a lot of the gyms. Obviously, we have a slightly higher, I guess our member has a slightly higher income, but yeah, very strange. And we've got reduced hours in some of our, our clubs, but. It is nice to see that everything's set out correctly. People wiping down stuff. Well, of of the two or three people I saw, they were wiping stuff down. Um, like follow the, all the rules. I'm not allowed to give any clients the weights. <laughs> I was like, I do this anyway, so I just make them go get their own weights. That's fine, and they can wipe them down. I'm like, yep. I'm gonna sit here on my iPad. My iPad is telling me you have to do this now. Okay, wonderful. Let's do that. So it was quite nice though. It brought back, like, the, I don't know, little training coaching environment. You can definitely, that environmental factor of pushing somebody like that is definitely there, especially because you've got, like, the equipment that you can quickly change up or, or it's not, like, adjustable weights where you have to go there, adjust and run back. But it's just like, all right, throw that weight, go get it. Um, that was, it was nice. Oops. Yeah, I went back yeah. to the gym and I've been twice already this week. Um, and I... I have to say I did enjoy it and I also feel as if when we were going to move we were talking of getting a, a home gym or a gym in the garage um and I actually think I'm not going to now if I had to say if I had time again I, I don't think I'd plan I don't know I'm not 100% sure but just the feeling of being at a gym it was like actually it was quite nice 
like having something to plan like a bit of your day around all that sort of stuff but also like you said there the equipment available and all that sort of stuff it was quite um it was quite nice to have that block of being like right that's where i'm going that's what i'm doing today at that time point like whereas if you had a home gym it'd be like oh, i'll do it later or i'll do it half an hour now half an hour later or whatever you know you'd, yeah. you'd you'd use an excuse to to not do it much like over lockdown i didn't really do anything at all you know it was like it'd be the same thing i think so no it's quite good and, and obviously at the moment because you have to book in you kind of feel a bit like compelled to go because you booked in and i don't want to yeah. like ruin like waste a slot and, and i know that the gym's not gonna be packed out at the times that i go but it's still like you made that appointment and it's like oh actually probably should you know adhere to it so it's been quite good it's good to get a hold of a barbell again like i only i think like i said today i went in squatted with 70 kilos a couple of sets rdl'd 70 kilos a couple of sets leg pressed like 80 kilos for a couple of sets and then just like did like some hamstring curls on a swiss ball and then just got out and i was like that's what i'm gonna do and taking it very very easy on the way back in um it's, it's a weird feeling isn't it because yeah obviously I, was, I was sore for quite a few days but it's kind of like you know you can do more but you also know that you're like i shouldn't and also I as well but it also like happen. and also as well you put the weight on the bar and like in your head you know you you should be able to do more but it's really heavy still it still feels really heavy even though you know you can do the movement like i was doing all the squatting fine but it still felt i was like hang on a minute like this is tough but I knew my body would be able to do it. Do you know, it was a weird, it's just a weird, weird feeling. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm glad, glad to be back in there. I just hope um, it doesn't have to flipping close again. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it could, 24 hours it takes to make a decision. Just, just, you're not going to Spain. No more Spain. Thanks. <laughs> Man, I know people have booked holidays and all sorts. Like, oh. Yeah. I do feel sorry for them, but then I kind of like, hmm. I think you, I think you, I think if you booked a holiday, you you took the gamble. In my you took the gamble, yeah. I'm just like you realised how quickly stuff is changing, and they're yeah. like, oh, the, it's like the, the the complaints I've seen online. It's like, what? It's like they don't have a plan. They don't have anything. It's like, yeah, because this is this has never happened before. So coming up with a plan that's going to be foolproof is pretty hard. So I'm just like, just they're they're obviously doing the best they can. Um, yeah, they will make mistakes because that's going to happen to every single government. Uh, not everybody's going to nail it perfectly. Some people are doing better than others. Uh, yeah, I just... I just... And Boris is a bumbling buffoon anyway, so that's fine. I mean... Yeah. Well, <laughs> according to all the PTs in the world, he is, yeah. Apparently. He is, yeah. I mean... Well. Jesus. <laughs> so, should we... I mean... That, Move, moves us smoothly on to um, the obesity news. It come out yesterday. So obviously Boris uh, is a large man, um, a, a larger man. I, I'm assuming he ranks obese on the on the BMI scale. I think that's why it's kind of come about because I think it, it hit him. I think that's what. Yeah. Yeah. So I would. Yeah, I'm assuming, and he he's like. He's come out and said, doesn't he? he? I've seen the video of him saying because he was overweight, that's why he suffered mm-hmm. um, with and had to be in intensive care. Yeah. Uh, and then, so uh, so this is obviously we're saying this is not new news that there is an obesity epidemic happening, mm. and it's something like. But there's been like sanctions all all think as long as we've been alive, right? So. I think the the biggest one, the first one was like in the year 2000 when like school meals started to change and stuff. And then there was like 2008, something else changed. In 2012, yeah. something else changed. They've, um, they've got, I've got them written down here. Um, basically, the first top, the first time that they announced um, a white paper on the topic was 1997. Okay. In 2008, there was a report aimed at improving diets increasing exercise and personalized help to tackle the problem um and then 2018 was the last intervention which was the sugar tax sugar tax yeah um so yeah I, I think it's important that we preface this with the same things that we would we've said probably before talking about obesity number one it's a multifaceted issue that we still don't really understand 100 percent. it is not it is not just eat less food it's their choice kind of thing like just 
cut back on food kind of thing like obviously if that would work that'd be great but it's obviously not that there's obviously other mental things at, at play but also socioeconomic factors as well right there's that but another thing as well that i've heard as well is the bmi thing it's like no bmi is still a good crude non-invasive method of measuring people like that's fine it's only us in fitness that it doesn't really apply to because of more muscle and that sort of stuff right that's it um and then thirdly is that we're not saying we know the we know how to fix this problem it's just this is just like i said opinion based on what we've seen people talking about and people's strong views and all that sort of stuff but um i as well have to i suppose present my own personal bias which is that i'm very very biased towards personal responsibility like very like i'm very much a believer of you're in charge of your life like very much in i'm that's my bias and i appreciate that and i will not look i very rarely look to other people for handouts that sort of shit and for extra help it's all on it's all on you in my opinion but that's my bias so i'd put that out there now because i think that i think that does i think that does sometimes come into some of the things that i say in my opinions but that's okay there's nothing wrong with that um no. and it might also come across in some of the things that i think about when it comes to the obesity but i'm sure tom will probably stop me if at any point i go on too much but <laughs> one, of the things, um, one of the things that's really annoyed me is seeing PTs talk about this and saying, oh, you just need to educate people. They don't need to go on Slimming World. They don't need to go on Weight Watch. They don't need to be told to go on the bike. They just need to be educated. Right. A few things with this. Number one, people have got to want to be educated. That's number one. Like You've got to want to learn half, this time, half the time. Otherwise, it's fucking pointless, right? But these are also the same PTs who talk about and preach about flexible dieting and having everything you want in moderation and that there's no reason to cut out foods or cut back on foods or whatever. I'm sorry, but people don't want to hear that. And that's what these people think they're doing. People who are overweight, who, who are gaining weight, think that they're eating everything in moderation. They think they just have a little bit of cake. They think they just have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? Um, and the whole thing about educating people, it really annoys me because it's like, yeah, they had the whole thing of eat five portions of fruit and veg now that's been a thing ever since like you said we've been probably at school i think in fact i've got it here where is it um i got it written down um when did they introduce that i think it was 2008 here we go right. the yeah. five a day slogan became government policy in 2003 okay right so in 2003 right so since then the proportion of adults eating five portions of fruit and vegetables a day has increased from 24% to 28%. Probably, as a percentage goes, probably a fair amount, considering the amount of people there are in the country. <laughs> On average, adults ate 3.7 portions of fruit and veg compared with 3.4 in 2003. However, the proportion eating fewer than two a day has remained roughly the same at 27%. Now, that is the kind of education that I give my clients. Eat more fruit and veg. And it's the same education that PTs give their clients as well, the people that are talking about this. But that's clearly not worked, number one. That's not worked, obviously, because if that had worked, then people wouldn't have been gaining weight. And then you've got... But I guess as, as a, like, a percentage thing, if if that per, if the person that was eating... Let's say the five diet, if someone was only eating one fruit, and that's what they've gone from two to three, they're not hitting their actual target. Or they've stayed under the three or the two threshold, but they've gone from one to two, half like fifty percent of the time, half the week. I'd count that as a little bit of a win, because you're you're talking about mass change. Mm. Like and, and <laughs> like, I think it's I think people like know that people know that. You speak to most people, they know they should be eating five portions of fruit and veg a day. Like it's, it's it's everywhere. People know that. And again, it's people know that they probably shouldn't eat too much red meat. I think that's again, it's been played on so much. Um, the sugar tax. Another one that came in 2018. That's not helped. Obesity still climbed since 2018. It's not helped whatsoever. Not helped, right? So obviously what they've tried to do up to this point isn't working, right? And my biggest problem with all of this is that I think people know what they should and shouldn't be doing. You ask any primary school kids and you was to say to them, on this side of the wall, I want you to put loads of foods that you shouldn't eat much of. And on this side of the wall, I put, put loads of foods that you should eat a lot of. I would hazard a guess that over three quarters of them would get majority of the foods right. They put pizza, chocolate, sweets, chips, crisps on the side they shouldn't eat much of. And they know they should be eating more vegetables um, and more fruits. Like I think they would know that. 
personally, again, I could be completely off the mark, but I think people will know that. And the biggest problem is that like calorie labels are on foods. People know. People again, all these PTs saying, "Oh, you educate people about calories." The numbers of calories are on foods. There's also rough guidelines on those food packets of men eating 2,500 and females eating 2,000, which is ridiculous advice on a global level just to give someone and say, repeat that. But I tell you what, if people stuck to that, there'd be no more ground obese right now because that's not enough calories. It's not enough calories to get anyone obese. So even if they didn't eat any protein, they just ate carbs and fats, but they ate that many calories, they would know. Now, again, it's written on these packets. What else can people do? Like... They've, they've put it on there. National Nutritional Guidelines, RDAs, whatever it is, for male and females. It's there in black and white. Every single packet of food you buy. Every single packet of food. Okay, so what? how, how are you going to educate people? Like, what, what, can you, what more can you do than that? At schools, educate them on this sort of stuff. But then you start getting into the whole realm of, oh, there's no such thing as a good food or a bad food. There's no, you don't need to label food. Okay, so how are you going to educate them at school then? Okay, moder- back to the thing of oh, moderation. Have this in moderation. Have this in moderation. Whatever it is. And it, it just baffles me that, that like PTs are slagging off the government because, in my opinion, it's not the government's fault and it's not their thing to fix. All the government do is take the funding from taxes to fund the NHS and distribute it where it needs to be distributed. Right. And right now we're in a position where the NHS is being strained. Right. Because of this. Now, it's not the government's job to educate people on how to lose weight. It's up to the people like it's up to me and you take personal responsibility to go i need to do something about this like this isn't great i'm not i'm not feeling great i'm not been to, i've been told i'm not very well but i think the another problem is that telling someone that they're an increased risk of heart disease of stroke of cancer whatever it is is that hard hitting enough like because people have been told that for years people have been told that the risks of obesity for years but people still keep getting fatter and I think it's because it's not actually something that's affecting them here and now. It's not something yeah. that they can turn around and go, oh, I understand that. I get that. That's a tangible thing that I can understand. Don't get me wrong. A certain percentage do. A certain percentage do something about it, obviously. But there's obviously a large percentage that aren't getting the message that obesity is a bad thing. Because if they were and they understood that, then they wouldn't be gaining weight. They would think that they'd do something about it. Um, I think it's because... They sit there in a doctor's office and the doctor goes, well, look, you're an increased risk of, um, of, of cancer, of stroke, of, of all this sort of stuff. And they sit there and go, OK, yeah, but you, you said that three years ago and I'm still fine. That's why. That is why, because it's, it's something that might happen. It's something that could happen. And I don't, I, I don't know what more the government can do. Because in my opinion, it's all there in black and white. Like, you go and speak to anyone in the street and I would hazard a guess that 90% of them would know that eating too much junk food is bad for them. I think 90% of them would know that people get fat because they eat too much. And I think 90% of them would know that to lose weight, you just have to eat less food. Like, as a global thing, that that's what... I think if you ask most people, that's what they would say. Most people, though, the problem is when you say to them, how, how, would you, how do you need to lose weight? They go, oh, well, I tried that. But when you say to them, how do the other people, not you, the other people who are fat... What do they need to do? They need to eat less. What do you need to do? Oh, my metabolism is slow. No, my metabolism. So again, it's like they're not taking that personal responsibility for the issue. But when it comes to other people who they don't know and they're just random or strangers, that's, oh, yeah, they eat too much. They need to eat less or they need to move around or whatever it is. I like I get quite passionate about it because I am not saying I know how to fix this and I know the answer because I actually genuinely don't believe it's about calories and food. It's clearly a socioeconomic thing because, again, looking at the data, the prevalence of childhood obesity is higher in areas that are more deprived than those that aren't. It, that, that, that's a fact. And that's also because of um, that's because of how cheap, more like junk food, shall we say, is. But also the shelf life of that food, the fact it's frozen, the fact it's tinned, the fact it's whatever. Right. All those other things come into it. They're huge factors. Um so that's something, again, you can't just say, oh, yeah, educate the parents. Well, they, what if they genuinely can't afford to buy as much fresh fruit and veg as other families can? Like that becomes a socioeconomic issue. Then it becomes the government's issue. Then it becomes something for them to do about it, which they try to do with the sugar tax. But yeah. again, it obviously hasn't worked because they introduced that in 2018 and obesity levels have still risen. So for one, well, we know it's not sugar anyway. It's a problem. But I don't actually have a problem with sugar <laughs> tax as a general rule. Um, but... 
that's what would happen if that was going to work that would have that would have helped and i understand that the whole point of raising that tax was to then put the funds into that into helping it into the future right i get all that sort of stuff but i don't think this is like a a fixable thing i i genuinely think it's too far gone like genuinely like this isn't about food now this is about the fact that food so it the fact that fast food and convenience food is so readily available the fact that our home environment is set up for us to just constantly eat it's nothing to do with adverts on tv it's nothing to do with junk food adverts on tv it's to do with the fact that everywhere you walk there is somewhere selling food for you to eat and it's ready available and it always tastes pretty good and like i I, I don't want to get into the whole argument about like willpower and everyone's got a choice and you know all that sort of stuff but there has to come a point where like with slimming world and weight watchers and stuff like that like that's the other argument about them i get that they're not good for everyone but if someone's 150 kilos for example and they're that obese that their life depends on it i don't care if they are being told to have free foods and have as much pasta and potatoes as they want because quite frankly if they eat as much of that as they like they're going to lose weight they're going to at that at that size and those sorts of places they do put an emphasis on limiting junk food and eating more vegetables so like as a very like like obvious choice like that's going to work for a large proportion of people yes not for people who have been stung by it in the past or have issues with their weight and they have issues with the scales and we're not talking about them these are people who need help drastically like people are probably going to be thinking about going under gastric band surgery and all this sort of stuff right they're that extreme level that these pts in my opinion just don't deal with these people on a daily basis so their opinion is based around the people that they work with and like oh bmi is not a not a not a useful measure of, of weight no it's not for my clients no it never will be but i'm also smart enough to know that for the population of the world it's actually a pretty good measure actually it is um and yeah i just i, I mean i'm gonna write an email about it on friday so i don't want to go into too much into no. it <laughs> no not too much no but i just i i feel that there's no consequence that's my thing i don't feel that there's a consequence to these people not losing weight there's no consequence because they can't fathom in their head the health issues like it's 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 not something that they have to deal with in the present moment. So they don't. Because as you think about it, yeah, obviously what sparked this, and Boris has listened to the people around him who are clearly intelligent, but what sparked, he knows he's got a trainer. He's had a trainer for a while, but hasn't taken it seriously, obviously, because he's still been a fairly large man for most of the time. But since he's come out and said this, and he needs to do something about his weight, it's because he was... In on his deathbed care. he was literally exactly. gonna die so and it's like that's that, what it that's, takes him to realize that's what it's taken for him to realize whether he does it is also another thing it's maybe he's like oh i've had it now i'm all right i'm through the other side i was obviously healthy enough and i'm gonna be bailed out and <laughs> that's obviously a sad thing to say but that's that's it is that is that the consequence obviously this is incredibly personal so everybody else has got their certain different degrees of how it's going to affect them and i'm this fat because whereas say i'm i'm me and dan are very similar we when we start to feel a little bit like or like fat in the mirror or think we just bring it back a little bit and we're like all right well i need to eat some veg today because i've had two days of eating burgers um that's our limit whereas the limit for harry boris was almost dying from covid um obviously that's a lot of other factors but that's how gluttonous maybe it could have been i think so, i think it's one of those where again with him like he just had a kid as well right i think that combined yeah, with that that's is, a, is big a big one so that's a huge speak, one for speaking, a lot of people speaking as like from the experience of i've had a couple of well let's say a, a client that we i mean i shared with your uh, other half right paul matty uh, so he had a kid and he came to me after laura left and I started training him. He had a kid and we lost about 12 kilos over the year um, because he had a child. He knew he was on the rounder side of uh, yeah of 50. Um, so, yeah, and that was what changed. He, he, he was like, shit, I need to do something about my lifestyle because I want to see this kid by the time like I want to be around when he's 20 years old. Um, yeah. It's, not just be... It's, the thing is, it's, it's such a hard thing to talk about. And like the reason as well, like, I want to... 
put across like something that's personal to me so that people can understand that I'm not just saying this as someone who's sitting here like all high and mighty, but like my dad had a kidney transplant eight years ago, even before I started a third space, he had a kidney transplant. And he was always told that a risk factor for that kidney failing is being overweight or obese. And he's constantly told when he goes in there, you're overweight, you eat, you know, you're too heavy, you're too heavy. He had to lose weight to have the surgery. They wouldn't even let him mm. have the surgery because he had to lose weight. So I don't want people sitting there thinking, oh, it's all right for Dan, though. he's never been affected by it. Because I'm affected by it every single week that my dad gains weight and he puts strain on his kidney. And he still sometimes says to me, like, oh, I've not really done exercise this week. And I'm like, you can fucking die. Like, what the fuck? Like, go, go on the bike. Do something. I'm, like, I'm an online coach. Like, it's my job. I know this stuff and my dad still isn't in that place where he's accepting enough to go, I should probably do something about it because the food tastes too good and the exercise is too hard, right? I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, I love him to bits, right? But it's only when he hits a certain weight that he goes, shit, probably use it And, it's, and yeah. it's usually the weight that he was at pre-surgery when they, wouldn't, when they wouldn't do the surgery on him because he was too heavy. It's usually when he hits that number, he goes, ah, oh, actually, I probably should cut back a bit and he has to cut back. And... For me, it's like, it's hard seeing that, but then it's also why I feel that I know that being told that you're at that risk doesn't change someone because it's, it's, it's something for future them to worry about or, or whatever. It and seems I, to be, yeah, it's, and it also seems to be a, so we look at like, it's not an economic thing because obviously people have been hit, bit, been hit by the tax. So hit you in the wallet, that hasn't really changed. The two things that's health, so hitting you you can't make people sick more sick to make them react but on a personal level it seems to be that's how you got in terms of like if it's affecting your child or your your family member or a friend or something like that that's tend to be how it seems to change it's like how smoking's changed as well but i feel like smoking's gotten down but we need to so the problem the problem with that right is like with the with the smoking the tax was so high that it did actually yeah. hit them Sugar tax or whatever doesn't doesn't hit anyone. Doesn't hit anyone. Doesn't hit people. Doesn't hit. You could even tax junk food. Wouldn't hit people. Wouldn't make. Wouldn't be that painful for them. I genuinely think like again, this is a pie in the sky idea. It's never ever in a million years going to happen. Again, I'm all for you know the NHS. I'm all for free healthcare. Everything like that. But in my opinion, if someone is being treated for an obesity or a smoking related illness. And they are given a target to hit within six months, 12 months, and they are shown to show no effort to get that. I think they should be charged for that treatment. I think if you said to someone who's losing weight, you said, look, in six months time, if you haven't lost a stone or shown effort and and, and whatever towards getting that, you're going to pay for the six months treatment. It's going to cost you 10 grand. I bet you, I bet you more people would lose weight over that six months than if you just said to them in six months, you're going to be at an increased risk of heart disease. Because no one wants yeah. to lose 10 grand. Let's say you said 10 grand. Let's say you said in six months time, if you lose a stone, right, you get treatments free. Or if you show even effort, if you show that you've learned to cook vegetables, you've shown that you can eat some vegetables, you've shown whatever it is, right, some willing, then you get it for free. Of course you do, 100%. Take, take the tax money. I, I'll happily pay people. It's the people that go in there having watched, you know, these obesity programs and stuff that go, ah, nah, I didn't bother, didn't want to try. I'm like, well, then, I'm sorry, but you don't get any more help then. Like, because at some point, you have to try or make that effort. And I think if you said to someone, it's going to cost you 10 grand, that hits them. That They can visibly feel that, like, tangible thing of going, shit. <laughs> like, that would hurt them. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's a stupid idea. It's never going to happen. But I think people can... can that, that like i said it's tangible it's a bit more real to them than just going oh you probably increased risk of dying that is literally by this date if you haven't put this effort in or seen some sort of progress it's going to cost you this much money they might um do something about it but it's never gonna happen but i don't know something's got to change <laughs> though like it's, it's uh, yeah i mean the the changes that obviously have been put forward if everybody hasn't i'm sure people have realize it now but um like the watershed so watershed moment is because it's like it was seven o'clock wasn't it for fast food and stuff now but now it's going to be pushed to nine nine p.m um which i guess if, if people have bedtimes but, 
But again, it, it, it just so shows how out of touch. So it shows like, how out of touch he is, though, because, because kids, kids people, don't watch TV. Watch TV. <laughs> they watch yeah, YouTube. Watch, Isabel watches yeah. YouTube on iPad. She doesn't watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um. Yeah. Then there's this one campaign. Natasha is on a mission to make it easier. Diet choices. There are healthier diet choices. Um, they don't magically appear when you're an adult. It's the case of having them and making it viable. That's the only thing. Which is a shame. Um, so there was the, the the bike thing. GPs urging people to get back on their bike. Back on their bike. They're never on their bike. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so large. Um, so, which is cool. Like, absolutely. Because this is the thing, right? And people saying that, oh, right, they're just why. Why are they taking so long to do anything? You just said the first thing any UK government was starting to do in 1993. They've been trying to do it for 27 years. So it starts having the, the general population have listened. Um, and also, the people were saying, like, oh, but yeah, it's just to get out. They're just they're realizing it now. I was like, correct. I was like, what better time than a global pandemic? seriously kills people if they're overweight a better time is it to change bad we've always said negativity elicits change I was like, this is the most negative in our lifetime the world's gonna be and the stuff come out of it you can't you can't tell me that black lives matter would have happened if it's like i feel like all of that kind of stuff rose up because of that obviously the video and the, the videos of all the people rallying together no, they, they might have been at work so that's happened and then the environmental factors people get better. it's gone up again people they've chucked in like billions of pounds into change and it's up to something like 15 percent of the roads will be made for bikes now instead of cars that's huge nine million people um 15 of those roads are going to bikes instead of cars that's big so what better time to, it's like a free hit in my opinion it's a free hit to change the environment it's a free hit to change some of the kind of the racial stuff it's a free hit to try and change obesity because people are going to listen because shit bad shit if we say good shit happened because of this we might be all right so i just yeah i don't understand why they're trying to make it simple as well that's the thing simple might work like, oh you can eat it's like like you were saying like, you can yeah flexible diet and you can eat whatever you like but it's in moderation it's like yeah we can okay mm. <laughs> to that degree or we know what we're doing and our limit isn't as like high as theirs so it's just black and white we've all worked with well we both work with clients that we have to paint it like black and white um the interesting gg's doing one at the moment where he's just doing meal replacements for uh, 30 days um, so Gordon, and he's lost like three kilos in a month, um, but he, he hasn't tracked any calories, anything. He's had two meal replacement shakes a day, and then anything like um, a decent dinner, and he's lost. It's interesting how he was just like, well, that changed. It just seemed to change a bad, bad relationship with food. But, but maybe it's something drastic like that. Like actually, yeah everybody's done it. what how else do you want to do it is it going to be like a dictatorship where we take people's food and we have to ration them like that's that's the, that's the other option it's like we have yeah, to let the general the, that's, that's, public that's the make thing, their own decisions but that's the thing with the whole like, education thing is like i said to you is people have to yeah. want to be educated and i think people don't want to be told to eat less drunk Just food because, because they like we live it in a, we live in a free choice that's the thing that's this that's, that's that's why we live here so and taxes are just a, a thing so we can live in this country if you don't like living in this country don't live here with the lockdown stuff it's kind of the reason i think they're trying to tackle it now as well is because people are paying attention now because people are watching everyone's paying more attention to the news and they're online more and all that sort of stuff so it's kind of like you said a free hit with that but also with lockdown yeah. like comes back to the other point i made at the start which is about like you know the convenience foods available for us everywhere we go all that sort of stuff. foods delivered to our house now you know all that sort of stuff but a lot of people maybe have put on weight over lockdown because it's a boredom thing people just eat when they're bored they don't really have a concept of like eating for 
like life or for fuel in your body it's just uh i want that food i'm gonna eat it and i do that we all do it we all have a burger when we fancy a burger or a pizza like you said we just have a better idea of how that fits into our week than, than the majority of people do and it's i just think i just think it's i don't i hate to say it but i just don't i don't see it ever improving i genuinely don't mm, i don't i think so i don't see obesity ever being a, in my lifetime something that is ever going to improve genuinely i don't well on that note mate. <laughs> yeah should we uh stop talking about obesity there we've gone for about 40 minutes so yeah, I just ran it off on it, to be fair. But <laughs> but I'm sure it's going to resonate with a lot of people because they can, they can use advice, use it with your clients and that kind of thing. Okay. Like, like I said, I don't, I, I, don't, we... I, don't want, I don't want it to come across like I think I know the answers. I don't. I'm not saying I know the answers, but I'm also not daft enough to pretend that I know more than the government and the government know no, no fuck all. I wouldn't, like, it's just like you're not in a position to say that. Like, they're the ones that are trying to do their best. Like, that's all they can do and mm. you know they, they're responsible for millions of people you know so and so pt 400 followers it's like <laughs> come on like i don't yeah. know we're, Just, we're responsible to yeah what have i got 15 20 clients you've got yeah more than that so all right we're responsible <laughs> but not everybody's gonna be uh be able to afford one of us so that's the thing and there's a lot of shit in every industry so because there was something we promised we were talking last week yeah so let's go through these combinations mate because uh i put it up on my stories last week um and we've got quite a few so we can veto them okay go on then all right we've got cinnamon and bun it's not a combination that's just a thing it's just a thing (laughs) We had PB and J, so peanut butter jelly. Wonderful. Yeah. Obviously, this was before I put this up before the podcast came out. Um, the porridge and golden syrup. No, that's a poor shout. Poor shout. That's it, not I, even no. That's not a normal one, is it? Like that's un, this. Remember, this was underrated combos, or was it? Yeah, just the world, the best combos, underrated combos, strongest combos of all time. Yeah. They're not underrated at all. It's porridge and gold syrup's not a strong. It's not a strongest combo of all time. Um, all right, honey and mustard. Yes, good shout. Pretty good shout. Cheese and crackers. Good shout. Good shout. Uh, wine and anything. No. <laughs> this was the uh, first of these. Tom and Dan. Oh, that's cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, tequila and lime. No. <laughs> yeah, not speaking to you for that also. Uh, cheese and beans. Nah. It's not nice. a classic combo. It's not a classic combo. Yeah, it? it's nice. Uh, but... All right. So figs and honey. I mean, again, it's not a classic, is it? Yeah, it's not a, not a classic. Also, very middle, very middle class dessert, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck it I'll out. tell that to some. Um, this is where I started going back on some of these as well, because the one of the person, I was like, you can't have a, one of the ingredients in two combos. Therefore, it's not its strongest combo. You can't just like make two combos. So figs and honey, and honey and mustard. Pick the combo that it's that yeah, honey, honey and mustard. I was like, honey and mustard is clearly the stronger combo than figs and honey. So that's that's the strongest for honey. You can't have another one which is equally as strong, I don't think, because there's always going to be a weak link to that. Um, All right, chips and curry sauce. No, come on. We're talking like salt and vinegar, cheese and onion. Like we're talking (laughs) like classics here, not just like whatever you fancy that day. Uh, All right, mac and cheese. Mm, I mean, if you're a American, maybe. Yeah. We've got another vote for cheese and crackers. Uh, chocolate and peanut butter. But I, this is the thing. Is that it, it can't... It doesn't... It's not as good as pe- like peanut butter jelly or peanut jam. So the stronger combination is peanut butter and jelly, not chocolate. Um, mm. We said... It, so cookies and cream. Mm, again, if you're American, but it's not a big thing over here. It's not massive, is it? And then... 
swiftly followed by same person putting this through is strawberries and cream. So I was like, all right, well, what's the stronger combination? Probably strawberries and cream, not cookies and cream. I'd rather have cookies and milk. Mm, true. So the cream, the stronger combo is strawberries. Uh, gin and tonic. <laughs> probably that's probably the only it's probably the only one you're going to use those two with isn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, champagne and strawberries no <laughs> I got very middle class followers I? Um, I was also, about to say yeah, yeah. Uh, also I think we established that strawberries and cream was a combo um, so um, <laughs> bread and butter I mean come on, <laughs> come on. we're not trying are we uh, eggs and bacon better that's better i think uh we have milk and cookies fine ketchup and fries mm. i'd have mayo over ketchup with chips yeah we've been through this it's, yeah. it's, that's just wrong um <laughs> wine and cheese yeah <laughs> jesus christ champagne and caviar brilliant fucking uh, hell tom seriously <laughs> who do you follow you your fucking clients following you or what <laughs> jesus uh, I give you one guess who, who that is. I don't know. Oh, she's one of your clients as well. Um, <laughs> scones and cream. No, 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 because that's the three things that you have with that. Things, isn't it? That's, that's, a, that's, a no. that's a different conversation. Um, <laughs> coffee and milk. Oh my god, who's written that? B. <laughs> <laughs> crazy uh ice cream bananas banana what? splits i guess that's a weird no. one that was my mum no. to be fair so that was awful yeah. and then so, the second yeah. time this sad with the same laughing emoji tom and dan yeah, yeah that's the worst one of the lot <laughs> that's 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 the rest of them <laughs> i thought some of them were quite funny but again i think the rules were that you can't have a combo like one ingredient can't have two combinations because they're not as strong as each other. So it's the strongest one. Yeah. You That's... can't have chocolate and peanut butter when you've got peanut butter and jelly. It's peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And I think PB&J is... Is that like the strongest combination known to man? But yeah. Then, you, then you've got to think like crisps. Yeah. Salt and... Is it salt and vinegar or salt and pepper? Mm, salt and vinegar. Yeah. Because that's for crisps. But in food, it's like... All right. Add some salt and pepper. Yeah. But chips, salt and vinegar. <laughs> okay. Fine. I can't stand vinegar, mate, so... But I like some Tom Vinegar Crisps. Interesting. But yeah, uh, I think PB&J is the ranking best combo. Okay, we got... Following on from that scone chat, we've got to do trippers, clearly. Because that's like... Is it eggs, chips and beans? That kind of thing. Bacon. That's... Then, but then it's like well, that'd be things. bacon, bacon, eggs and avocado, wouldn't it? That'd be that three. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody went for avocado and toast. I mean, no. that was that was the next middle class suggestion that was coming through so yeah <laughs> alright mate um, should we end there let's end there he had about half an hour of chatting uh, chatting to BC yeah. I've lost weight ironically from listening to you uh, it was so long I just yeah like again <laughs> I just I just feel that again again my bias is on personal responsibility and all that sort of jazz or whatever but I don't know. I don't know how how to fix it, how to help, but I just think it's like I said, just to sum up, but like again, the education stuff, it's like the stuff's on packets. People know roughly what calories it should be on, in my opinion. Like it's there. Um, and yeah, they're not they're not put up in alcohol. So I mean it's just good. Again, it's, yeah, and they put it on they put it on menus. They put it yeah, they put it on menus, they put it on restaurants. I just don't think people care. I genuinely don't think they care. I've been to many a many a social event where people just ah, oh, it's oh, that, that's, a that's a lie. Why it's the weekend? You've been what to many hell? social events. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, but yeah, everyone's heard it. Like, oh, I shouldn't be having this, but oh well. It's yeah, like, yeah. People know. People well, know. People aren't stupid. People aren't stupid. They fucking know. And like, yeah, like I said, it's not on the government to fix the problem. In my opinion, it's not. It's on us. They it's on us to fix it. They've made it as easy as possible. They can make it as easy as possible. These schemes yep. and blah, blah, blah. But it still takes somebody because to... Each individual person needs a different thing. Some of my clients might come from 
like an ed background they need a completely different level of education so the whole thing of like oh yeah educate people well no because some of my clients just need a little bit of education and a lot more support some of them need loads of education some of them need no education they just need accountability and some of these people who are obese might just need some accountability they might just need some guidance and support it's not might even about education it could just be someone putting their arm around them going look it's okay we'll help you through whatever yeah but the government have to give out blanket advice because they're dealing with tens of millions of people <laughs> do you know like what they can't go around every single person and offer oh, you this for you this like they can't give personal advice they can't do it so it's not on them it's not on them anyway that's not because i'll carry on we've done that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh any other news not from me no no no, uh, no. if you're struggling with that obesity stuff then uh you should have been in. But likewise, bicep, if anyone's biceps and banner blitz, I mean, you missed it. Yeah, but if anyone's <laughs> got like, no, genuinely though, if anyone has thoughts on what I've said or what, like, I, genuinely, I'm open to hearing stuff. Like, I genuinely, like I said, I don't claim to have the answer. I do not know. I'm not pretending to. Um, so if anyone, like I say, feel feel free if you want to ask a question or put a point of view across, and I'll talk about it and maybe on Instagram tomorrow or whatever. But. Um, because genuinely, like, I think the more we talk about it, much like all the other issues we've had going on over lockdown, the more we talk about it, the more we can actually help, like, genuinely. Um, like I said, my demographic, I don't really deal with too many, like, obese people. Like, it's different demographic. I mean, I, mean, so I can... I don't know. I, what they o- overweight, with. yeah, for sure. People who want to lose a little bit of weight, but I tend to do more rehab performance-based stuff. So it's... Yeah. The nuances that I don't deal with. There could be someone listening who deals with obese people on a day-to-day basis and they might have a different viewpoint, which I'd love to hear. Like I said, I don't claim to, to know. Um, much like all the other online coaches that they're giving all their opinion, like, but they're slagging off the government and slagging off all this sort of stuff. And again, it's like, well, the answer isn't hashtag flexible dieting, unfortunately. That's <laughs> just, just not. It's just not the answer. Just, just, just type um, in hashtag flexible dieting and just follow everybody, everybody on there. All right. Educate back. yourself. Educate yourself. Just go hashtag flexible dieting. Educate yourself. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Fucking hell. All right, mate. We will catch you next week.